Right, good morning. Oh, let's try that again. Good morning. Uh, what a, an exciting and a special day it is for uh, us in Windsor, in the life of Windsor. Uh, I don't know about you, for, but for me, Christmas time, uh, gathered around with family, with friends, is a time for sharing. It's a time for sharing those childhood memories. It always comes up, it always stirs up those stories of back then, uh, of childhood memories, that time when so-and-so fell off their bike and finished up on A&E, or uh, when we went on holiday and dad did dot, dot, dot. Uh, always uh, sharing those childhood memories as a part of Christmas uh, for me, for our family, and there are memories that we want to cherish, treasure, hold on to, celebrate, laugh about, and then there's those memories that we just want to forget about. Uh, we would rather them not be shared. And as I thought about today, one of the memories that stirred up for me was from 1991, old school I know, uh, 1991. And it's a memory that I cherish, I hold on to, I celebrate. Uh, I remember it was a Thursday night, Thursday night, I think it was around October time, uh, and I was sitting on the floor in our living room uh, with my back up against a warm radiator. Everyone else had gone. It was just me and mum left in the room. And that, in that moment, uh, for me as a five-year-old, a moment that I would come back to, I would affirm and reaffirm later on in my teenage years, Jesus changed my direction. He changed my destination that night in that moment when I said yes to Jesus. Thursday nights uh, were always good news club nights in our house. And I high five, I celebrate with Paul when he writes to Timothy in celebrating and giving thanks for the influence of family members. Uh, I am so thankful for my mom, for my Auntie Evelyn who faithfully served in this way who ran this simple yet significant children's Bible club year in, year out, week in, week out. Uh, loving God, loving kids, seeing many come to faith in Jesus and go on to tell others about Jesus. For Simon and for Andrew, it wasn't 1991. It wasn't with their back up against the radiator. It was at the lakeside. Uh, where it all happened. So let me invite Joshua. He's one of our P7s in junior church. He's going to come and read for us now from Mark chapter 1, uh, verse 16 uh, to 20. And as we uh, want to encourage in Windsor, if you have your Bible with you or have it on your phone, please do uh, follow along. And as we do in Windsor, please stand for the public reading of God's Word. Mark chapter 1, verses 16 to 19. Jesus calls his first disciples. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Joshua. 
just before this life-altering moment at the lakeside, uh, Jesus had just been baptized by John in the Jordan. His identity was affirmed by the Father, and he had been led into the wilderness for 40 days where he was tempted uh, by the devil. And Jesus then returns to Galilee and proclaims that the kingdom of God has come near. Repent, believe the good news. And this is where we jump in, verse 16. It begins, As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. And this would have been a pretty common sight on the shores of Galilee around this time. And we later discover in verse 19 that Jesus walks on up the beach and he bumps into others fishing that day. Uh, James and John, this later interaction with James and John uh, would suggest that it wasn't simply a part-time job for these guys. It wasn't, uh, they weren't hard men. This was part of a, a, a pretty big, successful uh, family business, perhaps. And at very least, fishing was a major industry in this area of Galilee. A tough, but a popular and a stable job. And it's into this context that Jesus speaks. He gives this bold invitation to Simon and his brother Andrew. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And a defining moment in the lives of these two fishermen as they stand face to face with Jesus, their boat and livelihood bobbing in the water behind them. And for this, this invitation from Jesus is more than just a simple challenge to leave some income and stability behind. It would have cut to the very heart of who they were, their identity and status and worth. In inviting Simon and Andrew to follow him, Jesus offers to take all that they have, all that they are, their hopes, dreams, experiences, skills, talents as fishermen, and not to disregard that stuff, to but to bring it forward, to transform it and shape it and reorientate it for kingdom purposes. But what's the response to Jesus? What's the response to Jesus? Well, it's pretty clear. It seems that they recognize authority in the call that day, and they respond to Jesus. They can't resist it. At once, they left their nets and followed him. And their willingness to drop everything their willingness to drop everything and follow Jesus is quite remarkable. Economic stability is no longer their key motivator for working. And in that moment, whether they fully realized it or not, they're given a new direction, a new purpose, a new destination. And they take on this whole new identity from fishermen to followers, from fishermen to followers. And then verse 19, we find Jesus at it again. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. And without delay, he called them, possibly using a similar invite to verse 17. And they left their, their father Zebedee in the boat with the hard men and followed him. And in both these cases, I don't know whether you noticed or not, but we find this really interesting, this really simple, this really beautiful call by Jesus to follow and fish follow and fish. And I wonder if you have had that defining moment, that call to follow. Perhaps it was in your childhood, maybe for you it was later in uni, or even later in life. That encounter with Jesus where you said yes to following him. 
perhaps this morning, the first Sunday of 2018, as you sit here at Vane Street Primary School in the middle of an assembly hall, this, this morning, could be your defining moment with Jesus. For many of our volunteers who are currently involved in kids and youth ministry, one of the main reasons they give for getting involved, for wanting to serve, is the fact that they came to faith in Jesus at a young age. And looking back now, they see how they've been invested in, poured into by others, and they want to give back. They want to give back. And to borrow a phrase from Psalm 78, they want to tell, and if you are able to make it tonight, you will hear more of Julianne's story, uh, which is, is brilliant. The good news is the call hasn't changed. The call hasn't changed in over 2,000 years. Jesus still calls today. He calls you and I to come follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. And we're invited into what God is doing. We're invited in to his story. And when we say yes to following, we surrender our story. We surrender our story and all that we are and all that we have, we give to Jesus. And he transforms it, he reorientates it, and he weaves it in to his unfolding story of hope and grace for the world. Andrew and Simon, James and John could have remained fishermen that day on the shores of Galilee, but they left their nets to follow Jesus. They left their nets to follow Jesus. And this isn't saying when we follow Jesus, Jesus is telling us to pack in our jobs when we follow him. But he is setting up a, an interesting perspective, a, a shift in perspective on how we do our jobs when we follow him. I've already mentioned mom and my aunt Evelyn. Uh, they were significant uh, people. But I also give thanks for the godly influence of my dad and my wider family. Family has played a significant role in shaping who I am today, shaping my faith. And I know for many here today, that is true of you and your family. And I realize for some, family doesn't equal good times, good memories, happy experiences. But on the day when we commission Julianne as our children's worker, family plays a big role. It plays a big role because on Julianne's job description, there's a line and it says this, the purpose of the children's worker is to lead not to 11 year olds, in their growing relationship with Jesus through partnering with parents. We believe what happens at home is more important than what happens at church. Let me say that again. We believe what happens at home is more important than what happens at church. And there's many reasons for this, but the main one is time. Time, we reckon that in church, with kids that attend church, we have 40 hours per year. 40 hours. If you're a parent here this morning, uh, it's estimated that you have 3,000 hours at home with your children. 3,000 hours. You have influence, buckets and buckets and buckets of it, whether you realize it or not. You have influence. And so my encouragement to you today is that as we uh, lead in church, as Julianne takes the lead in church, would you take the lead at home? Would you model what it looks like to follow and fish and invite your children into that to follow and fish? And for those who are brothers, sisters, aunties, uncles, cousins, grandparents, follow and fish. Follow and fish.
Julianne uh, today. Let me speak directly to you for a moment uh, as we're commissioning you into this new role as children's worker in Windsor Baptist. I want to remind you of your identity. Uh, your identity isn't wrapped up in a title as important as children's worker is. It's not wrapped up in that. Uh, you're called by Jesus to be a follower. He calls you to follow him and let that call, that uh, idea of following Jesus, shape how you do your job. I want to give you permission actually this morning uh, to prioritize your relationship with Jesus over all the other relationships that you'll form here over the months and years that lie ahead. Uh, prioritize that relationship with Jesus. Jesus provides a wonderful example. If we read later on in Mark 1, verse 35, uh, Jesus, we find him in the thick of ministry, surrounded by people looking for his time and his attention. And we read this. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up. He left the house and went off to find a solitary place where he prayed. Jesus, the Son of God, took time away from busy ministry, from the crowds, to spend time with the Father. Julianne, don't snooze, but choose to model yourself on Jesus. Uh, follow his lead. And as you follow Jesus, he will lead you, he will guide you, he will empower you to then lead in discipling children, enabling and equipping not the 11-year-olds to follow and fish for themselves. You may have noticed I haven't mentioned too much about the second part, the second half of Jesus' call, to follow and fish. Uh, it's tempting to stop there. Uh, if we're honest, this is prob probably the part that makes us a little uncomfortable, a little uneasy. It calls us to move beyond the private and the comfortable into the more public arena of life. And this call by Jesus, it, it may mean that we need to explain ourselves. It may mean that we have to give a reason for the hope that we have in Jesus. Further still, it may mean that we are dismissed uh, by those we love and care about, family, friends. It's scary, it's hard work, it makes us sweat. And who knows how to fish anyway in the city? But what does Jesus mean when he says, I will send you out to fish for people? What does that even look like? What does it even look like? These are all great questions. Thankfully, we have the benefit of the rest of Scripture to guide us in this. The most well-known passage gives us a little bit of a steer on this one in what it looks like to fish for people is Matthew 28. Jesus gives his followers clear instructions. He brings them, he brings us into his mission. In what's known as the Great Commission, verse 18. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus wants us to invite all people everywhere to follow him. All people everywhere to follow him. Followers who invite others to follow. Disciples who make disciples. You've heard it before. It's the rhythm that Jesus has established and invites us into. What a privilege we have of joining him and his mission. We're called by Jesus and when Jesus calls, he equips and when he calls, he empowers. Uh, 
he empowers. He literally gives us the power to fulfill his mission. He literally gives us the power to fulfill his mission. I was struck this morning just as Julianne shared her hopes and dreams as she starts this new role by just how outward focused, how fishing focused they were. To be a kids ministry without walls, to reach further into our community, to have more unchurched kids at all ministries, to be inclusive of all children. I want to say to that, amen, amen. I want to shout out, amen. And for an introvert, that's a big deal. <laughs> amen. Julianne, we've commissioned you today to help children, help children in partnership with their parents to follow and fish. May that be so. And church today, at the beginning of a brand new year, as we step out into a brand new year full of possibilities, I invite you to respond afresh this morning to follow and fish, to that call by Jesus to follow and fish, perhaps for the very first time. And as I close, let me just point to another fishing incident. Fast forward a few years from Mark 1, we find Jesus has been crucified. He's risen from the dead. And his disciples are huddled together. They're confused. They're unsure of what to do next. And they return to what they know, fishing. happened this way. The disciples were together. I'm going fishing, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got on the boat, but that night they caught nothing. They caught nothing. They didn't catch anything. They didn't catch anything. They didn't catch anything. It happened, it happened this way. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples didn't know it was Jesus. He said to them, children, do you have any fish? They answered him, no. So he said, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and they weren't able to haul it in because of the amount of fish. This is how it happened. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, we all said, and we did, but caught nothing all night. At dawn, we saw a man standing on the shore, but couldn't see who he was. He called, any fish, boys? No, we replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get plenty of them. So we did and couldn't draw in the net because of the weight of the fish. There were so many. There were so many. There were lots of fish. We caught so many fish. This is God's this heart. This is God's heart. This is the, this heart, is the heart of heart God. Of God. This is the heart of God. We all have hopes, desires, agendas. I saw a very clear face of Jesus, Jesus. Calm, calm, strong, strong and in control, just as he stood on the shore. And heard the words, Trust me, I see what you do not yet see. We are not the fish, we are the nets. We are the nets. And the ones obediently casting the nets out. And the ones hauling the nets in. Nets are not effective if they remain in the boat. We need to be immersed in community and comfortable in it for a long time 
in order to bring men and women into the kingdom. And into the church as part of that. This is a church without walls. Our church without walls. This is wall breaking. Life changing. Whites of the eyes, closeness. Together. 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 A net is made of many strands. Many strands. The followers of Jesus work together, demonstrating love, support, support truth, truth power. power and faith. Pockets of believing community. In a sea of unbelieving community. Let's go fishing. Church, the call is clear. Jesus calls us to follow and fish.